uh, of Ecclesiastes uh, for uh, our scripture reference today. And this is what it reads like. The words of the preacher. Solomon calls himself the preacher here. He's the one who wrote this book. It says, The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? One generation passes away. And another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. From those references, I've picked out the third verse to be our focus text with a question that he asks. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? Let's pray. Lord, as we come today... I'm almost without words because you've blessed us so well this morning. We have, we have been in the midst of the holy place today. We have went behind the veil today already. We thank you and we praise you, God, for what you've done. And now, Lord, for the next few minutes, anoint me to speak the words that you would have for us for this hour and this time. In the mighty blessed name of Jesus, let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach on a subject title for the next few minutes called The Ultimate Wasted Life. The Ultimate Wasted Life. Now, I just got through teaching uh, about the various ministries on Wednesday nights and uh, talked about the five-fold ministry and we talked about the difference in pastoralship and evangelist. And uh, when I was covering the, work, uh, the, the evangelists and um, I talked how that there's a difference in the message that evangelists preach and what a pastor preaches. Um, and, but I go around a lot and you, sometimes you hear a lot of evangelists, um, they, uh, they get off in the preaching uh, pastoral messages sometimes. So uh, because of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off and do a little evangelistic preaching this morning. Hallelujah, because this is really an evangelistic message. This is some, but uh, I woke up this morning with this pounding in my spirit. I went to bed last night and didn't know what I was going to be speaking on. But uh, this message woke me up this morning. I couldn't get it out of my, my head and out of my mind. Uh, the title, it, just was, it was just... Over and over, the ultimate wasted life. Um, I want to begin this message by sharing with you a parable that I've created of a fictitious character. Uh, this is a fictitious character whom we shall name, I'm going to name him Fred W. Collins. Now, this is kind of strange and weird, but follow me now. Um, listen to me close. Fred W. Collins was born on March 23rd, 1967. He graduated May the 15th, 1985. 
He married a girl by the name of Carol Wilson on June 15, 1987. He was a father of two children, Freddie Jr. and Melissa Sue. He served a tour of duty in the U.S. Marine Corps for Desert Storm in 1990-1991. He was decorated with a Medal of Honor for extraordinary bravery in his actions in battle which saved the lives of 14 men in his unit. Later on in 1997, he donated a kidney to a friend of his who was dying that would die unless they received it. He served his community in many unselfish ways. He, he was a coach for the softball team in town and a member of a few uh, uh, social clubs and active in his community. Everybody knew him. Everybody liked him. Fred died suddenly on September the 20th, 2009, which made him only the age 42 in a car crash. Life story over. Although I made up that story, it's a fictitious character, yet this is a picture of millions of people all over our United States and people in other countries around the world. This, this, could, this is a perfect scenario of what people would call somebody being a good man and living a good, fulfilled life. You heard what all I read about him. But there was something else about um, Fred uh, Collins. He never prayed. He never attended church except for, going, except for when going to weddings. And he never gave his heart and life to Jesus Christ. He was a good husband, a good father, a good citizen, a good provider. An overall good moral man. But a perfect example of the ultimate wasted life. What do you mean, wasted, Brother Sammy? Look at what all you said he did. He had two good children and his wife. and He was in the Marine Corps and he served with honor and saved 14 men's life. He donated a kidney uh, and did all kind of things. When we look at somebody's life, a uh, life wasted, maybe we, we look sometimes uh, as a child tragically killed in an accident who hasn't had an opportunity to grow up. We say that was, that's sad and a wasted life. Maybe you go down on the streets of various cities to the area known as Skid Row, where the winos land in the gutters, uh, uh, don't know where they're at from Adam, uh, people who could uh, be upstanding citizens and accomplish something. And we, we look at those people and we say, my, they're wasting their life. But 
this example right here. I wrote down to you and I read to you the kind of shock us all into reality to let us know that every life is wasted unless that life becomes intertwined with Jesus Christ. Nothing else matters. Nothing else in this world matters. They could have created a cure for cancer, but unless they have known Jesus Christ and they die without knowing Him, their life has been totally wasted. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? All men and women who live and die in this life without Christ will have profited nothing in life without Jesus. No matter what you do or accomplish, your life will be tied up as wasted when you stand before the great white throne judgment. Man, if that don't sober up your thinking, what else will? No matter what we do, no matter what we accomplish, no matter what good deeds we do, no matter what good more people we are, when we stand before the great white throne, our lives will be considered wasted if we haven't come to know Jesus Christ. There's a couple of things I want to share with you, consideration this, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to be brief. I'm not going to be long. Number one, I want to talk about a paycheck that you can't afford to cash. A paycheck that you can't afford to cash. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Receiving a paycheck you can't afford to cash. Have you ever heard of such? How could something like that be? No one would think about throwing a paycheck away for wages that they had learned earned unless it's the paycheck you receive for living your life like Fred Collins lived his without God. Hallelujah. I don't know why God impressed this upon me to preach just like this. This morning, like I said, this is an evangelistic sermon, and um, a good majority of all of us here have already uh, um, uh, received the Lord and everything, but, but maybe it's something that God would have me to share with you that you can keep in your spirit and you can pass it on to somebody else as you witness. I don't know, but I know God gave it to me. But think about a paycheck that you'll receive that you can't afford to cash. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, Apostle Paul said, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Think about that for a moment. The wages of sin... Is death. It's amazing how so many people in this world can live day by day never giving God a second thought. Never considering the consequences of their rejection of the love and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people living that way just like this man of which I read you about that I called Fred Collins. His, his world was filled with good deeds. I mean, he lived the so-called 
successful life. I mean, medals hanging on the wall that he had received. But yet, when all was said and done in that car crash, when he quickly and suddenly, without a chance to call out forgiveness, was killed when another car slammed him in the side, amen, and went out in eternity, everything that he'd done was wasted. The medals that hung from his chest that he wore in pride, amen, will burn and melt in the eternal fire because he wasted his life by not giving God, amen, what he should have given God in his life. Oh, hallelujah. How in the world can we go through this world never considering the consequences of rejecting the love and grace of the Lord? Listen to me, church. There are two final paychecks coming sometime in the future. There are two final paychecks. One is a paycheck for wages earned. But there's another paycheck. This paycheck is not for wages that are earned, but it's going to be for a reward check. It's going to be a reward check for accepting Christ's generous love and offer of grace. It ain't something that you can earn, but it's going to be yours to cash anyway. It ain't something that you are clocked in and worked for, but it's something that's going to be rolled out. And let me ask you, is it going to have your name on it? Is it going to have your name on it? It didn't have Fred's name on it, but it wouldn't have your name on it. Romans 4, verses 1 through 5. Listen to what Paul said here. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness." It's up to you which paycheck that you're going to receive to cash one day. But I promise you, every one of us here is going to cash one check or the other at the end of our life on this earth. You can cash a check that is your wages, things that you have earned by living the life the way that you want to live and not giving the Lord any consideration and not accepting His free offer of grace like Fred. Or you can cash the check for eternal life that you didn't work for, that you didn't earn, that you just said, Oh God, I believe you. Hallelujah, I want to be your child. Forgive me. Oh my God, hallelujah. And your name is written on it, Brother Paul. Not in me, but in the blood of Jesus. My Lord. Hallelujah. Next time you run across that lost friend of love and ask them which paycheck they're planning on cashing when they leave this world. Hallelujah. The second part I want to talk about 
is about being consumed by the lie. Now, those of you that's been coming on Wednesday night, you're going to relate to a little bit of this because we're teaching right now about the principles of biblical stewardship. And uh, we've been talking about stewardship and and what all that means, and we're, we're still on that. We're not finished with it yet. But I want, I want to talk with you that's about being consumed by the lie. Most people in this world, even people in churches, get consumed by the deception of material profit and success um, in this earthly life. Don't never forget Freddie. Think about Freddie. Nobody who reads the story of his life would ever say he lived a wasted life. I make copies of this and pass it out on the street. And if they read everything about this man, and then they would hear me say that his life was wasted, I would be laughed at and said I was crazy and stupid. Nobody would ever say that this man's life was wasted. Nobody except the ones who have found the true riches and the true fulfillment in life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, once you try Jesus, taste the Lord and see that He's good. Hallelujah. Amen. You won't go back, my God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, at one time you fell prey to the lie. At one time you thought, I've got to work, work, work. i got to buy, buy, buy. i got to have, have, have. You found the deception. Glory to God. But guess what? Now you found out none of that mattered. None of it made you happy. None of it gave you peace. None of it gave you contentment. Oh, but when Jesus came into your life, you say bye-bye to the lie. Glory to God. And you find out what it's really all about. Look at your neighbor and tell them, don't get consumed by the lie. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Philippians, one last scripture. One last scripture, and I'm going to close. Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 and 9. Listen to what Paul said about everything that he had gained, everything that he had built for himself before he accepted the call to the gospel. But what things were gained to me, these I counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. Let me stop right there. That word loss, let's see, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish. You know what that word is in the Greek? It's dung. Dung. Hallelujah. That's what the word means. Paul was pretty plain spoken here. He was real plain spoken. Hallelujah. 
He said, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Hallelujah. If we fall prey to the lie, if we get consumed by the lie, then we're going to end up like Freddie. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking about Freddy Krueger. I'm talking about Freddy in my story. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to end up cashing the paycheck that we don't want to cash. We're going to cash the one that we've earned rather than the one that's been given to us as a reward. Bought and paid for through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask you, as Brother Darrell comes to sing a final course, when all is said and done, and your life is over, what will they say about your life? Will people say it's been wasted? Been wasted? Or did you allow Jesus to take it and make something of it? Or you can have true profit, true happiness, true peace. The song that Sister Kathy sings, the only real peace that I have, Lord, is in you. I love that song. The only real peace that I have, dear Lord, is in you. The only real peace that I have, the Lord is stand with me, if you will. With all life's contention, I need Him and I know I do. Hallelujah. Think about that. Hallelujah. And the only Anybody here need a dose of that real peace? Anybody's life been wasted to now? Sing that chorus again. I mean, I just come out of nowhere. Hallelujah. The only real peace that I have, dear Lord, is in you. Yes, the only real peace that I hear, dear Lord, is in you. And with all life's disappointments, I need you, I know that I do. Hallelujah. 
like I said, that was a little bit maybe different. I don't know really why God gave it to me, but I know it's for a reason. Maybe, maybe it'd be a good thing for somebody to uh, just tell uh, the sound people to get you a copy of that on CD. Maybe you want to pass it on to somebody you know who needs God in their life. Somebody that maybe be moved by the telling of Freddie in his life. Never can tell. Hallelujah. Lord of God. And I know that one message that God gave one time has made an impact on a lot of people. That's the, the message that we, we preached on about uh, breaking the bondage itself. So many things we have to do. Lord of God, thank Him for His blood. Thank Him for His grace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.